High School Football on Round Guy Radio is brought to you by Mike's Auto Sales of Muscatine, Iowa. Iowa Tire of Fairfield, Iowa. Kyoto Transmission and Repair. Flint Chris Manufacturing of Burlington, Iowa. Wester Drug of Wilton and Montezuma. Of Wilson and Muscatine, Jen Fagan, your neighbor's insurance agent, home plate sports cards of Oskaloosa, Iowa, Henshaw Trailer Sales of Richland, Iowa, B&B Propane, Richardson's Tech Solutions of Richland, Iowa, Farmers Co-op and Vision Ag, and the Packwood Locker, soon to be Griner Meats and Groceries. We got the Minneapolis Bulldogs coach Borison on with this. Welcome to the program, coach. Uh, thanks for having me as always. We get, you had a, a Central League team uh, um, who had a pretty good start to the season and kind of started struggling. I don't know uh, what happened, but it looked like you got out on top of them in this game. Yeah, you know, we really started strong there. Uh, we were able to, to jump out 28 nothing in the first quarter. Um, you know, we had you know moved move the ball well on offense, uh, created a couple turnovers on defense. Um, and, uh, you know, really got kind of got the ball rolling there. And then, you know, we were able to, to punch a few more in throughout the, the second and third quarters. And, you know, it was nice to get our younger guys a shot to get back out there after their JV game. And they've been sitting around for a couple hours. They got back out there and played pretty well in the fourth quarter. So, you know, ultimately it was a good night for us. We came out. I mean, the objective was to win the game, play well, and to come out uh, healthier than what we went into the game with. And, and uh, we checked all the boxes there, so good well, times. I had talked to um, – I was talking to Coach Lequa of Columbus. Uh, and, uh, well, you played in the first game, you know, um, they yep. wound up having some real tough games early, you know, and then they wound up with this stretch of pretty subpar teams, you know. And uh, he said something to me when I was talking to him that, that I, I thought was pretty interesting and, and pretty insightful. You know, I was saying to him about the second or third time in a row they played a team that they – you know, basically won by 50 points or something. I said, you know, was you able to get uh, Caden Amagon, their best running back, some some time off? And he says, well, to tell you the truth, in, in the, the game before, he, he touched the ball three times, got 125 yards, and we pulled him out, you know. But right. in this game, I didn't pull him out as much as I, I uh, normally would have because I've also got a balance between getting these young players some playing time and getting uh, – and getting uh, my kids four quarters ready for the playoffs. So uh, talk to me a little bit about that balancing act. Yeah, it, it is a balance for sure. And, um, you know, I, I, th- I think every situation is a little bit unique uh, in, in what you're trying to do. Um, you know, for us, it's a matter of, you know, we've, you know, we have kids that are, um, you know, you, you, we have kids that are, that are at this point in time, there were a few kids battling through some injuries and, you know, you don't want to overwork them. Uh, you know, if you can get them out and, and, and get them ready to go for the next game, that, that, you know, that's the best outcome. But yeah, I mean, you do want to have, it, it's a balancing act because, because you do want to have, uh, you, you, you want to be ready for the postseason, but you also want to, you know, reward your younger guys for, you know, they do a lot of the dirty yeah, work. And, and, the and, Talk to me about how valuable that is for them, you know, right. as freshmen well, and sophomores or even juniors that don't play a lot this year, but you're going to count on them next year. Uh, so that, that varsity experience is pretty valuable, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, getting out there Friday nights in a varsity game, I mean, the JV games are great and, and uh, you know, our kids are really doing well there, but, you know, get them out under the lights 
um, getting after it on a varsity competition and, and uh, you know, kind of mixing and matching guys and, and putting them in maybe some different spots. It, to me, that's what makes it fun, and that's what keeps those guys interested. You know, as we get into the postseason, you know, their season is done, but we need them to help out in practice. We need them to be able to, you know, be good scout team players. And, you know, I, I think it kind of helps keep the interest and keep the vibe going, and ultimately it makes your program better. Okay. Well, uh, let's go over this game because I definitely want to talk to you about the playoff game you've got. But uh, let's not skip over this game and, and the stats and the players. And let's start off on the defensive side of the ball. You didn't give up much. Uh, Central Lee is a, is a school that does have some talent. Uh, um, they they had been a kind of a struggling school, but uh, the last uh, couple of years, the football team put uh, three wins up on the board instead of none, and they uh, – uh, the baseball team was pretty solid. Their basketball team's improving. Uh, kind of a school on the rise, uh, but you were able to hold them down. So who are the defensive players that were able to stop some of uh, this talent that Central League has? Right. I, you know, I, I thought as a whole, the entire defense uh, did a really solid job. Um, uh, Chet Moore, you know, outstanding linebacker. He had a, he had a ton of time. I think he was in on 12 tackles. Well, you won't, you won't get any argument from me. I was blown away by him. Yeah, he, he was all over the place. He had 12 tackles, a couple tackles for loss, and it really, you know, two and a half quarters of, of play. Uh, so he did a really nice job there. Kyle, Kyle Bork, um, it really another outstanding uh, game from him. He had three or four tackles for loss. Uh, Grady Gunn had a bunch of tackles for loss as well, too. So uh, th- those guys did a nice job at, at all of our different levels. Um, you know, they didn't complete a pass, so – Hats off to our secondary for being where they needed to be and, and doing what they needed to do. And, and, you know, we created four, you know, we had four turnovers, uh, picked up four different fumbles. So, uh, and had a safety on a, on a punt. So, you know, all of those things kind of, you know, come together and, and it, it really did a nice job. Our defense of, of setting up our offense with some short fields and, you know, some areas in which we could uh, exploit. Did you get any turnovers? You said, I thought you said you did get some. Yeah, we had we had four turnovers. Uh, Outstanding. Yeah, Joey Glendenny picked up a fumble early on. I think. Oh man, we're gonna go into the Rolodex here. Uh, Brock Spears had a fumble recover late. Nathan Schmickall had one. And uh, man, there was another one that's escaping my mind somewhere. Well, somewhere that's okay. The, uh, Let me yeah, ask you a little bit about the weather. There. Did the weather affect? Did you have? You know, uh, I was at Pekin and. Just before game time, if you look to the right, it was all sunshine. And if you look to the left, it was as dark a clouds as you could about imagine. Uh, the wind was good for us. We didn't have any trouble, but there was – and the field had been kind of dry, so it absorbed a lot of that rain. But there was some wet balls and some fumbles and some interceptions and some, you know, uh, some balls going through receivers' hands. Uh, what was the weather conditions like, and did it affect this game at all? Yeah, it actually turned out to be pretty good. Now, during the JV game, we had a, a, a long lightning delay, and it rained pretty hard. Uh, but, but by the time the varsity game got got rolling, you know, it was pretty much, you know, I mean, the field was in great shape uh, down there, and the, uh, you know, really wasn't that windy, and it was kind of just like a normal Friday night. So, uh, yeah, I didn't see a lot of people slipping or sliding or anything else like that. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, I, I think the turnovers that we caused – were probably more because of our D line penetration than 
really anything else. Then because maybe slippery hands or wet footballs and stuff like that. Because that could be a big, big deal, you know, your footing and everything. Well, I'm glad that, that the field was uh, a little bone dry and was able to suck that rain up pretty quick. Well, uh, let's talk a little bit about the offense. And I want to start with this offensive line of yours. It's not small, but it's not as big as a lot of uh, schools have. But all year long, they have consistently um, really been the spearhead for your offense, haven't they? One hundred percent. You know, we've we, we've we've you know, in the last five games, we've kind of settled into the the same group of five guys on our offensive line. And you're right, not the biggest guy in the world. I think our you know, we have one boy that's maybe two hundred and fifty pounds, and then everybody else is right around two hundred pounds, and maybe a little bit under, and maybe a little bit over. But uh, what I'm proud of them is that they've we're, we're being pretty consistent on our steps. We're playing with good leverage. Uh, we're really driving our feet when we're blocking, and and I, I think the biggest thing blocking wise is is the mindset of you know I'm going to try to take you, I'm going to try to move you, and I'm going to try to put you on your back, and uh, you know just that aggressiveness. And uh, and when, when all five guys are doing that, uh, you, you certainly see a you know a surge. Uh, happening and allows for our backs to run on touch for for many yards before they have to do really any of the hard work. Um, you know, and I will say with that, you know, our tight ends, our 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 lead backs. Uh, you know, we ask all of our backs. You know, we try to spread the wealth a little bit. They all have to be able to block for each other, and you know, I, I think we're doing a pretty dang dang good job at that. Um, you know, I, I, I'm proud of our guys being selfless when it comes to blocking. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, especially, you know, if you're – I mean, we ask our quarterback to block a lot. We ask our yeah. – I saw our some wide receivers making some downfield blocks when I saw you play. Yeah. Uh, it's we, we work on it every week. Yeah, you got you uh, got a blocking-oriented team, and you got an unselfish team, and you got a, a whole men, team mentality on the blocking. It seems like to be something they do very well. Well, yeah, uh, let's talk about that running game. I know you really like to to run run the ball, uh, and obviously you scored four touchdowns in the first quarter, and I think your running sets up your passing quite a bit. Uh, but let's talk a little bit just about the running game. Yeah, you know, uh, it, we, well, I was really proud. We really spread the uh, spread the carries out last night. Uh, I think Jackson Hutchison had six carries, uh, and he was our leading carrier. I don't know if that's the word, but yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah, he, he had six, and of his six carries, he had three touchdowns. Uh, Drew Miller carried the ball three times. Noah Schmickall had three carries. Alton Wunderlich had three carries. Peyton Johnson had three carries. Uh, so we were able to spread the wealth there a little bit, and, and all, all the guys, uh, when they got the ball, did a nice job of of making people miss and running through tackles and, and, and this and that, so... You know, it, it was it was a good game to to spread the wealth. Uh, Cam Stoller and Peyton Johnson, um, you know, guys that haven't had a ton of carries, were able to get in the end zone. So, you know, ultimately, like, you know, really happy with really happy with how we played, and also really happy with how we all blocked for each other. And like we said before, I mean, that's it's it's a team effort for sure. Well, let's talk about the killer, Drew Miller. Uh... And his passing game and, and his cohorts on uh, wide receivers and tight ends. He likes to spread the ball around. He's capable of going downfield. He's also capable of, of making a nice screen pass. Uh, 
talk to me about his game this year and and talk to me about his development through the whole year. Yeah, I, I thought Drew had a Drew had a, a much uh, crisper game at quarterback than maybe the week before. Um, and I think against Davis County a week ago, the, the wind kind of was a little bit of a factor, uh, but we kind of traced it back to some, you know, there are some fundamental things with his footwork um, and your, your foot placement or your feet placement, I guess, uh, when uh, when you're getting ready to throw. And, and we worked hard on that in practice, and, and he was really accurate last night. Well, we were 4-7 uh, passing, uh, and we had 60-some yards with that, we spread the ball around. Aiden Nelson had a couple catches. Noah Schmickle had a catch. Uh, Lance Ludens was able to get in on a screen pass and did some nice things. So, you know, you know, ultimately, I was I was really proud of of the improvement we made last week. Um, and, and we know that there will be a time. Could be this week. Could be down the road. Who knows where? You know, we got to be real, real solid in the passing game. And I think we're really working hard to get there. And I, and I like where we're at. Yeah, well, I like where you're at, too, and uh, where you're at is first place in the district, and uh, I'm just going to give you a little scenario that, that played out last night, and, and, and what I'm getting at is I'm really proud of the way you finished up and controlled your own destiny here. Uh, Wilton, uh, West Branch, and Regina uh, uh, all took turns beating each other up, uh, so they all wound up with one loss in the district. Uh, Wilton, who had gone in the game uh, uh, in a pouring down rain, seven and zero, and holding that first place spot down, uh, winds up losing the game and dropping all the way down to the third seed, uh, which you know makes your playoff route a lot tougher. Uh, how important was it for you guys to get to where you you got the the game at home and maybe the next game at home too? Yeah, I mean we knew going in. Um... You know, we really knew after the after the Davis County game, we kind of knew where we stood uh, as far as you know, you know, district championship wise. That being said, you know, to finish five and zero in the district gives you a lot more leeway uh, when it comes to hosting playoff uh, football games. And you know, we know that you know we're going to host this week, and if we're lucky enough to be able to advance, that we will host the next week, and then and then you really never know after that. Uh, but but you know we put ourselves in a good position. Uh, our, our kids kind of understand the process of uh, how the state seeds things, and you know ultimately though you, you're looking at high school kids. Um, you know their focus is one game at a time, and and whoever the opponent is that week is the most important opponent. And uh, I was really proud of our guys and, and how we kind of stayed focused and, and continued to try to improve on some things, and and um, you know we're able to. You know, ultimately come out on top last night, but I think set ourselves up for a good, you know, you know, for, you know, a, a good postseason run. Well, uh, you and Columbus have a little something else in common as you uh, really played a brutal, uh, uh, what they call that preseason or not preseason, but non-conference schedule. Uh, um, sometimes you, you, you play these really great teams and you, you don't come out on top and all of them and, People maybe start to overlook your program. You know, a program that ends up six and two uh, uh, is the same team that was one and two, isn't it? It's the same group of kids. Yeah, yeah there wasn't another bus of kids that moved in. Yeah, so uh, I'm just so, what I'm saying is, you know, a lot of a lot of football fans get a little anxious, you know, uh, with some early season right. losses. But uh, I'd rather be zero and three in the non-conference playing great teams than I would be three and zero playing cupcakes. Would you agree with that? Uh, yes, 
uh, yeah, I mean, to some extent, it, it depends on uh, what you feel about your team and, and, and where you're, you know, where you know you're at. Uh, we knew we had a lot of, you know, I guess if you're a team that is really inexperienced and, you know, you're looking for some wins uh, to kind of get the momentum and the, the building of the program going, then, the, you know, then I can see, you know, reaching out to schedule, you know, teams that you would deem as lesser. In our case, we wanted to test ourselves early uh, in order to hopefully prepare us better for our district play. Well, you might uh, have prepared yourself pretty well because you went 5-0 and in the district. That's pretty outstanding. Right. Well, it, and, and like I said, you know, we didn't have – there wasn't – you know, after after we got beat down by Regina, there wasn't another group of kids that came in. We all kind of looked at each other and like, all right, we got to get better. You know, and, you know, we made some substantial changes to a lot of things. Uh, some scheme changes, some practice schedule changes, some um, just focus, like, uh, you know, trying to focus on certain things. And ultimately it came back for us, like, let's focus more on fundamentals. Let's focus less on game plan uh, and let's take care of ourselves. And, you know, our kids really responded. I, I think you've seen the growth for us as a team and being able to do some of the little things well uh and ultimately those little things add up to big things later on um i mean not to get too coach speaky but but there's a lot of truth to that and you know the non-district schedule was a it was a great way to magnify or or amplify uh some of the issues that we needed to work on okay well uh is there anything else about this game you want to talk about no i just i was proud of our kids uh, as always, I, you know it's a it's a good testament. You go five and zero, you win a district championship. You know we we've won district titles before, but you know for these kids, this is the first one that any of them have been a part of, and you know, I'm just really happy for them. They they deserve it. They're the ones that are putting all the work in and, and doing all those things, and uh, you know we're we're ready to roll, man. All right, well uh, the playoffs, baby. Uh, we're talking playoffs. Uh, who did you who did you draw in the first round? We are playing Animosa. And you got the home home game here. Uh I know uh it was about fifteen minutes ago that the schedule came out. Uh but have you had any chance at all to look uh look them over at all? Oh, I did a little I did a little perusing on Huddle, uh, but not a real real in depth breakdown. Um you know, I know they've they they played a lot of close games. Um in their district, uh, been in a lot of games. Uh, you know, they easily could have finished second, third, fourth. Um, you know, it, it, it just how it goes. Uh, you know, in, in a quick look, it looks like they have a real big, powerful, strong back. Um, yeah, they, they do some things defensively that are that are really, really kind of inventive. Um, they're all over the place. Uh, you know, guys in space and and whatnot. So, you know, it, it'll be it'll be key for us to kind of. You know, as we begin to dissect what Animosa does and, and try to figure out what they're all about, but you know, also try to figure out like, all right, how do we get better? And and ultimately, I think that's what it comes down to. Well, how much? And we talked a little bit about a balancing act before, but how much uh, is the secret to winning, tailoring your game plan against what this team does, and how much of it is is just doing what you do well? You know, as, as I get doing this longer and longer, I think it's more of the latter. Uh, you know, you, you, you take care of what you do. I think if you start focusing on too much of what the other team does, I mean, you want to be prepared. You want the kids to have an idea. 
you know, where they need to line up and what they're going to do. And, and that's what practice is for. But when it ultimately comes down to the game, it's who's going to block better, who's going to tackle better, who's going to make plays. And, uh, you know, I, that, that, that's really what it comes down to. I, I, I've very rarely ever seen a game where the team that blocked better and tackled better lost. Yeah, it's, and, um, it's, it's hard to come up with a, a, a way to do that, I guess. Absolutely. It, it, and with all those things. So, you know, I mean, we, we want to be familiar. You want to make sure you're 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 in the right spots. Defensively, you're in the right spots. Uh, you have an idea of what they like to do offensively. On the flip side, from the offensive point of view, you want to make sure that you have a, uh, you, know, you, you know, how they're going to line up, what their front's going to look like, what their coverage, you know, is like. But the reality of it is, is that everybody changes. I mean, that's nobody runs the same place over and over every single week. And, you know, so you have to be able to adjust on the fly and you, you try to get the kids prepared the best they can. And also ultimately like them understanding the scheme uh, on, and the game plan and what we're trying to do ultimately allows for us to make adjustments on the fly, you know, and, and be able to, you know, be able to basically say like, Hey, they're doing this now this is how we should adjust. And, and with the feedback from the kids on the field and, and in collaboration with the coaches, I think that's where things really can, uh, you know, where you can really make gains in game. Well, is uh, this strategy a, wise. Uh, are they a, a run heavy team, a pass heavy team? Are they a balanced team? What, what do you think? Yeah, I, I think they lean a little more on the run uh, maybe than on the pass. Um, yeah, not to say that their quarterback can pass. He, he's thrown for a bunch of yards, but you know, in, in the early in the early diagnosis, it appears like they 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 want to run. They're they're going to use a variety of different formations to set up their run and and uh, you know try to attack you. You know, in, in those sort of ways. Um, you know, it looks like their line is big, um, and they you know they do a decent job of blocking. So yeah, it's it's going to be one of those things where we have to you know make sure that we are you know doing what we need to do and and using what we do well to our advantage. Well, you, you, you found out a lot about that team in the nine minutes you had to prepare for this episode, I guess. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, we're, we're... <laughs> well, uh, gosh, Coach, uh, 7 o'clock game Friday night, home game? Yep, absolutely. It would be a great time. Well, I, I imagine uh, the Meepo crowd is going to be rocking and packed in there uh, like sardines, aren't they? I, I, I'm, I We are excited about you know, definitely excited about being able to host a home playoff game. Um, and, you know, the community is really rallied around these, you know, you know, this group of young men like they do every year. Uh, you know, but ultimately this is a, I mean, it's an enjoyable group of kids, um, you know, as a coach, you know, practice is one of the, was one of the highlights of the day, uh, being able to go out there and interact with them. And, and, you know, I think from the community standpoint, like you can't ask for a better group of kids. They represent, our community and and the things we value, you know, as a community, you know, they live those out every single day, and you know, we're we're ready to roll. It's going to be a fun night. Well, Friday night, Coach Boris and Minneapolis Bulldogs taking on Anamosa in the first round of the playoffs after getting an undefeated season in the district. Coach, is there anything we didn't get to talk about that you wanted? No, I just, you know, once again, I do want to thank you for your support. Uh, I know it means a lot to the kids. Um, they like to listen to the podcast. Uh, they like to listen to their name being, you know, mentioned. And, you know, ultimately what, what, you know, we want to do is, you know, make Minneapolis football a big deal. And, 
you know, make it something that the kids can feel proud about while they're, you know, while they're navigating their way through their high school lives. And, uh, you know, it's exciting, man. This is why, this is why we do all the things we do. This is why the kids come in and lift in the summer. This is all those things, uh, you know, kind of builds up to, to this point in time of the year. And man, I know we're excited. The community is excited and can't wait for Friday. Well, there's uh, other outlets you can find out about football teams and basketball teams, high school sports. But uh, I think what we were our niches or what we've done uh, is give you that opportunity to talk about that offensive guard or that defensive back or the kicker or the special teams play and stuff that you just can't cram into a, a five or six minute interview. Uh, absolutely. And, and it, it allows for, you know, it allows for me as a coach and it allows for, you know, people listening to, you know, to hopefully gain a little bit, you know, better idea about what goes on day in and day out. I mean, you can, Plus you can show, yeah, I mean, everybody can show up on Fridays and, and see, you can see the end result, but maybe not understand the process that went into it. And, and, um, you know, I've, like I said, our, our kids are excited about the opportunity. They're excited about the, um, you know, where we're at. And this is the best time of the year when it comes to high school football. I mean, this is when, you know, this is why you do what you do. Well, the weather's finally getting around to being football weather. Uh, it's, it certainly is. Well, it doesn't hurt since this is audio that you have this smooth, buttery voice. Uh, I think that's <laughs> right. probably what captivates the audience mostly. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for being with us, Coach. Absolutely. Thank you so much. This manufacturing is a full-service metal fabrication shop located in beautiful Burlington, Iowa. Flint Cliffs is now hiring for welders, painters, and machine operators for both first and second shift. Call 319-752-2781.